I mean, if, if you if you've never been in the data space, never worked there before, it's quite intimidating because everyone is throwing around like hundred concepts, and it's so much to learn. And when you when you look up tutorials, it's it's like incredible stuff. Um, but I learned when you start with it and do the first steps and have some small successes, then the rest uh, gets immediately possible for you in your mind. Monica here. Welcome to the Data Podcast for Nerds, where we get to talk to amazing professionals and ask them all about how they're using data to solve the world's problems. We're highlighting all kinds of special skills that are very beneficial for all data professionals out there. And of course, we include some fun bits because we're all nerds here and we love to have fun. So today with us, we have Fabian Workmeister. How are you doing, Fabian? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> so we start off all of our episodes by understanding people's origin stories. So if you could, please tell us about your background and how you got to where you are today in your career. Yeah, of course. Yeah, origin story sounds like, like I'm some kind of superhero. Uh, Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm clearly not, I'm uh, just a regular, like all the others. Um, I started uh, in economics and business administration because uh, I thought that this would be my career path, which wasn't the right uh, path for me, actually. Uh, I noticed that I like to work with numbers, so I took this path, but then I made, uh, from, from my bachelor's and master's degree in business administration, I worked a bit in market research and online marketing. So in the marketing area, it was a bit of numbers, but this wasn't quite the right fit for me. And uh, when I worked in market research, I um, worked with statistical software, SPSS, maybe some of you already know this. We had to code, code up some stuff. And uh, this was actually pretty fun when I had my headphones on, like uh, going down to my coding cave, uh, coding for hours. And then I discovered maybe this is something for me. And then I Googled like statistics, math, coding. And then I pretty, pretty fast landed at data science. And then I Googled again, what is data science? How can I get there? And uh, then the data science bootcamp popped up uh, and the decision, I made it in like two days. I said, well, I quit my current job and let's do this data science stuff. Um, and this is my story in short. <laughs> wow, so two days you were like, I'm leaving my company to start this bootcamp. Yeah, this was uh, an easy, easy and quick decision. Uh, yeah. So then tell me a little bit about the boot camp and how that was structured and what you focused on. Um, I guess I stumbled into the early days of boot camps in, in, in Germany because uh, I guess in the US the, the concept of boot camps is, is quite, it's, it's not quite new, but in, in Germany it is. It's, it's around like for, I would say, 
three, three to four years. I think in the US started like 10 years ago. Um, so this was a bit uh, iterative and new and uh, the bootcamp providers um, also were new in this business. So they tested out a bit with our cohort, um, but it was quite fun. It was structured in 12 weeks. So we uh, had three major projects where we learned and coded. And then we had a project where we uh, basically did everything we learned in the, in the last two weeks or last three weeks. And uh, so it was pretty hands-on learning and not this classical, uh, I would say, school approach. Here, learn this and learn that. It was basically, you need to learn this. Here are resources A, B, and C. Find out and, and work on this project. So very hands-on and very get your hands dirty yourself, which is, for me, the right approach. Otherwise, you just repeat what others do. If you have to find out where to get your stuff, uh, then you learn, learn a lot more. Mm -hmm. and, and this was basically the concept. Here are your resources. If you have any questions, you can ask the, uh, the, your tutor, your, your teacher, but your first priority is to find it out yourself. Okay. And what would you say the top skills that you gained from that bootcamp were? Um, most people would expect that I would now list some, some hard skills, some coding stuff and so on. But uh, for me, the most important thing I learned is that I can code and that I can, can do this if I put in the effort, which was uh, a kind, of, kind of a belief I had before that, that bootcamp coding and, and stuff is too much for me. But this is something I learned. Uh, if I have a genuine interest in something, if I am curious, if I put in the work and the hours, then I can do this for sure, which I didn't knew was possible before. And and I, I don't think we need to talk about all the hard skills because you can you can basically look up every every bootcamp, they all teach the same stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it's rather on the on the soft skill side I learned that, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it gave you the confidence to know yourself and your abilities. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So what do you do today? What's your title, roles, responsibilities, all that jazz? <laughs> um, I'm one of these recovering data scientists. Uh, I okay. think some of you heard of, heard of this term, uh, which basically means I was hired as a data scientist. But uh, when I began to work, it became uh, quite obvious that I had to work a lot on the infrastructure underlying beneath all of this. Which means I thought I would do modeling and data science stuff and AI and machine learning, but uh, for the last two years, I'm working on the on the infrastructure, like building the foundation for machine learning models and for AI. And so I would currently I would call myself a data engineer, or if you if you would say I'm a data solution architect. So so many buzzwords out there. Basically, I'm building infrastructure to get the data from A to B and to get it uh, in a consistent manner so that we can build some great models in the future. Okay. That's what I'm currently doing. 
All right. Did you ever have experience with the data scientist work and then you just transitioned or did you start with building that architecture? I didn't have any experience in anything before starting. So okay. basically these three months bootcamp were my, my only experience. And so I started from totally from scratch. I mean, I knew some, some terms, but in my job, I also had to do stuff where, where my, uh, my uh, what do you call him? My team lead said, hey, Fabian, I need you to do this. And I, I said, yeah, I, I'm not sure how to do it. And then he said, yeah, find out and, and build it. So basically the same, like, like in the bootcamp, here is the resources, try to, try to get it to work. And this is so great to learn stuff because when you have to figure it out, I mean, with, with a bit of pressure, he wasn't pointing to me and said, if you don't uh, find this out in the next two weeks, you're out. Um, so it was uh, a bit of pressure. You have to get to this going, but uh, find it out. So, mm -hmm. and this is, this is great for learning. Mm -hmm. Great atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it seems that you're really passionate about doing things, getting your hands dirty, and also building out projects. And I kind of want to deep dive more into the projects that you share with the community. So if we can, we'll, we'll call this the fun bits. So we'll get into the fun bits. So I see that you share a lot of different types of data project ideas, data sets, and all of that with the data community. I think that is very wonderful. And I just wanted to ask, like, where did that come from? Was it because of your success with the bootcamp? Um, yeah, kind of. It, it, it started when I did the bootcamp because uh, when I learned what is possible with data, where to get data from, what you can do with all this stuff. Um, I don't know, I felt like, like uh, Neo in the Matrix when he begins to see all the, his, his environment with all the numbers. And, and so my, my world started to, to decipher in front of my eyes because I, I began to, to see the world in data. And so, because of that, so many use cases popped up in my head. And I wrote them all down in my, in my uh, Notion account. And uh, when I started my job, I obviously was occupied with learning all the stuff. And then I came back to my Notion account like one year later. And then I noticed, well, I get like 100 projects piled up in my Notion space. I, I can't possibly do this. I, I, I don't have the time for this. And uh, when I started posting on LinkedIn, I thought to myself, hey, I, I can't do this. I don't have the time. Why not share it with others? Why, why not let others do this? Uh, I mean, this is no no rocket science. Uh, this is just ideas that piled up, and then I thought about, hey, can I can I pour this into some structure and and hand it out to all the people out there who also want to learn? And yeah, this is basically how this whole concept came into life. So basically, I take a data set and think about what data engineering things can you learn on it. So on a basic very basic level, what data analytics concepts and things can you practice and what data science basic machine learning modeling can you do on this? So that people get an idea what is possible with data and how you can apply it on nearly every data set you find out there. Because what I didn't expect is that uh, this data work is so creative 
in terms of what you can do, how you can transform data and work with it uh, later on. So it's really magical for me <laughs> what, what is possible. And uh, yeah, and that is how my, my project ideas came to life, which I share every uh, Friday on LinkedIn. Awesome. <laughs> what are your favorite data sets that you found and shared? Um, I don't have a favorite in particular, but I like the ones you can create yourself. Like uh, I have uh, like my personal device tracker here, which generates tons of data each day, like steps and when I go for a run and so on, or uh, Spotify data with my own playlists, I can analyze and you can easily grab this data from uh, like, like connecting to your computer very easy. Um, yeah, so, so in, in conclusion, it's the data you can you can really collect and generate yourself. This is what I'm most passionate about because this is data I understand, data I like to use. And uh, this is also my advice to everyone starting with data, data work, get some data you, you have a personal interest in. Like for, for, for me, it's uh, football, not, not as so European football, not so you, you call it soccer, I guess. Uh, this is what I really like, and of course, music data. And this is because I, I, I totally understand the data. I don't need to invest time to figure out what this color means, what this data means. So I'm, I'm an expert for this data, and so it's really easy for me to work on it and to keep motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And not only do you understand the data, you're the subject matter expert with it, you also probably have a lot of interesting questions and problems that you want to solve with that data set, right? Yeah, totally. Because, um, I mean, you, you can investigate every data set in a general manner, but if you're a subject matter expert, um, then you know about the important questions. For example, if I don't know about a specific sport, then I can't ask specific questions. But if I, I, I watch a lot of uh, football, so I know uh, what's an interesting question to me as a viewer, if what I want to know about a match, so I can ask the right questions and use these questions to explore the, the data and find things out. Mm -hmm. Really, really. Also in the business context, it's the same. So if you, if you want to get something from your data, you have to know about your data to ask the right questions to begin exploring. Absolutely. Yep. So that's why a huge skill for data analysts, data professionals, is that domain knowledge of the business that you're working with. Yeah. Um, I see this in my everyday work because I'm in a central department. So best working for every business unit. And it's quite a challenge to switch between controlling, marketing, finance, maybe web analytics. So for me, it's really hard to, to get into every project into this level of detail that uh, mm -hmm. people working on the business side have. So it's very important to talk a lot with these people, which, which I didn't actually expect it. I thought uh, I get the data set from, from, a, from the business side and can work on it in my, in my uh, time. But most of the time, it's not the coding, it's not the data work, it's the questioning, talking, talking to people, figuring out what their problem is because they can't express uh, 
their problem in in data terms, I would say. So it's it's really a translation job in in both directions. Which makes absolutely. Sense. Absolutely. I had a similar experience when I um, was in auditing. So I had to understand all different kinds of departments and how they use the data that they're using and what problems that they're having as well. And you're right, spot on the nose. It's a lot of communication with the business people. What would you say is another way that you could learn more about the data from those different departments? Well, that's that's a tough question. Um, I mean, you, you can... What I would do if I would start a new job, I would fill my calendar in the first month with a lot of one-on-ones, try to find out who's in charge of, of different departments, who's in charge of the data, which is often not defined. So it's a lot of detective work in most organizations. Um, this is a great approach to get a feeling of what challenges different people in different departments have. Um, otherwise, this is a great question. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe I can ask this back if, if you have any recommendations how to how to get to this level. Yeah. So with your to expand on your one on one comment, um, I would ask to kind of sit in different departments and do job shadows or, um, you know, ride alongs. I, I worked at an electricity company and I actually did a ride along with one of the troublemen. That was amazing. So anytime that you can submerge yourself into other people's work and really, really ask questions, be curious about the data that you're working with or that they're working with, not just um, you know, asking specific questions, but open-ended questions too, is how you get, uh, receive a lot of more information that way. Yeah, that's a good point to, to get a feeling of the, the core business, because especially in IT or data, you're so far away from, from the actual product often. So you're, you're run abstraction layer above everything. I, I noticed this, so I'm working for a media corporation and they sell, uh, we sell newspapers. And uh, so it was really, yeah, a mind blowing experience to, to experience our authors to, to, to work directly on, on news coming in and so on. So the, this, they learned that, that, especially in the, in the news industry or media industry, speed is speed of, uh, like, like publishing your article on the web or get, getting it out is, is crucial because when you're the first one to, to push out an article, uh, then uh, you get the most web traffic and so on. So speed is really crucial for the business, which uh, is a considerable uh, element in your in your data work. When, I mean, often you can you can provide data like from yesterday. You can provide it in the morning, but especially for this news processing, you, you can't wait a whole day because uh, I mean, if, if you get a, a news which is one day old, this is this is not, not per definition a news. This is this is old news. So uh, that that's a big learning I had. So this the speed yeah. of publishing, the speed of getting information. This is really crucial for in, in comparison to other other businesses. Mm -hmm. To go along with the topic of learning, when you're trying to learn new things. What are your go-to resources? 
books, courses, boot camps. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in the beginning of my career, it was clearly uh, like YouTube tutorials, Udemy courses. I got a data camp subscription. But when you mature to a certain level of confidence in, I would say, SQL, Python, or in different software applications, then these simple starter courses won't take you any further. So my approach currently is I'm a lot on Medium and LinkedIn, where uh, like real experts from the, from the data world share what's new, what's hot, what's valuable to learn. And then I try to, to find some small resources and then I'll learn it directly on the project. So you, you don't have to make a whole project uh, out of this. Um, just maybe take take a data set and just apply your tiny fraction you want to learn on this data set. So just to, but what I often do, I choose one to three learning topics I want to learn this week, then grab a data set and then maybe apply some, some of this stuff. With, with maybe maybe with a small tutorial either from YouTube or a blog post, and then apply it on this data set to just learn these three simple topics. They can come from the same over core topic, I would say. So you, you won't learn big topics with just one application. It's you have to cut it smaller into the small learning chunks and then apply it on a real data set. I mean you can you can do tutorials, but these are often these, I would call it uh, this clean lab environments because everything is working well. And uh, this is clearly not the reality in terms of, of data quality, data sets, and so on. So I really take a data set and apply tiny bits on it and then try to learn something from it. So I, I do a lot of reading and a bit, or if, if I would. Compared, I would say I do 70% reading, 30% application. This is the ratio I, I learn when I have the time, of course. I try to incorporate <laughs> this into to, to reserve some, some learning time in my, in my daily working routines. Some weeks it's possible, some weeks it's not. Some weeks I only take away like 10 minutes in the morning, but this adds up to 50 minutes in total for the whole week. So. Uh, yeah, but every everyone's a different learner, so try to set aside some time. And if you just try out one tiny bit for five minutes, then it's it's clearly better than doing nothing. So you get, you get to stay in the flow and don't 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 rust. I would say uh, then then it's uh, going upwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are really really great tips. <laughs> Do you have any other final words of encouragement or recommendations for the listeners? Yeah, I would, uh, again, um, would highlight my learning from the bootcamp that, uh, I mean, if, if, you, if you've never been in the data space, never worked there before, it's quite intimidating because everyone is throwing around like 100 concepts and it's so much to learn. And when you, when you look at tutorials, it's, it's like incredible stuff. Um, but I learned when you start with it and do the first steps and have some small successes, then the rest uh, gets immediately possible for you in your mind. So you have to to break this wall that 
I can do this, I can do that. If if you if you break these walls down, then you yeah, it, it sounds cheesy, then you can can do anything. Um <laughs> I, I would say then you can do 59%. I would say it's possible. I mean I, I want if, if I want to be another astronaut, I probably won't uh won't manage to do that. But if I say I want to learn concept X and data, then I know I can do this. Okay. If I put in the work, put in the hours and be consistent in this, then everyone can can break into data, can learn coding, can learn data analysis. What yeah, you name it. So that's my, my takeaway. Just just start with it and then see how it works out. Love it. <laughs> I agree. Just do it. <laughs> Start somewhere. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so very much, Fabian, for coming on the show. If any of the listeners have any questions for you, where can they find and or follow you? Yeah, as I mentioned before, you can find me on LinkedIn. I share a lot of stuff there. You can simply message me. I take the time to answer nearly every request. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have the time, uh, but uh, when it piles up, I uh, will answer somewhere in the future. So reach out to me, follow me on LinkedIn, and we'll figure something out. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show with us and sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Bye-bye. As always, folks, happy learning. <laughs>